My name is Andy Field. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Emerald Football Podcast. Uh, we had our bye last week. Uh, this week, the, the Ducks have their bye. Um, Jack Butler here, joined by Gus Morris. Happy uh, Friday, Jack. Yeah, it's, it's pouring rain, but, you know. Waiting on RJ Barrett to commit. We got, I mean, when you listen to this, he'll have already committed. But Yeah, so. Don't tell us what happened. Um, really interesting that he went to fill in the blank. I know. That's, that. Uh, I, uh, I really was, thought was that was the front runner, so. Then this is basketball time. <laughs> so it is a Friday. It is the end of the week, um, as you can tell. But we do want to hit on topics about Oregon football. As you, you probably know, they are. This is their bye week, a, a much-needed bye week. But they're coming off a pretty rough loss up in Seattle. Gus, it was pretty rough up in the press box where it was nice and cold. 35 um, degrees with the uh, open press box window. Yeah, nice and... Wind chill about 32, you know. Nice and windy up there. Um, <laughs> but about that UW game, it was actually Ducks were winning in the in the first quarter, but Seems so long, but so it, it kind of slipped away. What did you see from them? What was kind of their post game mood? Well, just kind of going back to that, to when they took the lead, they were um, they actually started the game off on a really nice, almost eight minute long drive. Just ran the ball, um, just you know, really moved the ball well, kind of in their first drive. Got a stop too. Uh, on the next, you know, on the Huskies' next possession, actually forced a, uh, a field goal that en- that ended up missing, and uh, I think they went into the yeah they went into the second quarter leading three zero actually, and um, not exactly the start that people had kind of thought. You know, I mean, it was going to be a hard hard fought battle either way, but um, I mean, or Oregon having any any semblance of a lead was definitely a little surprising. It was a really good start too. I mean, they really kind of stuck to their game plan. I mean, the plan was obviously to run the ball a lot, and you know, Royce really kind of led the charge in that. Um, but second quarter was all Washington, and the rest of the game was essentially all Washington, too. They started off getting a field goal third quarter. Dante Pettis then came back with a with a long touchdown punt return that, I mean, I kind of thought was, like, the, the tide turner. After that, it was just it was just all Washington from there. I think they got a 30-yard run after that and went to the half 17-3 and then just kind of pounded on Oregon in the third quarter. Um, fourth quarter was actually... Uh, I mean, it was scoreless again, you know, neither team broke through, but I mean, that was kind of a testament to how Oregon didn't give up. And that was something that players were talking about after the game is, yeah, they were, you know, kicking our butt, but hey, you know, we had younger guys kind of step up. We had older guys kind of step up. It was, it was more of a pride thing. And I think that they, they definitely remember what happened last year at Austin when they got beat 70-21. So it was, um, I mean, it was uh, like, that, that, that's the only reason why they were, they were any good to talk to after the game is because they still had some pride. <laughs> you know, in them after that kind of scoreless fourth quarter. Silver linings. Um, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I think that Pettis punt return was a big, was sort of after that. It was kind of like, oh, okay, this is uh, this this is probably going to get out of hand. But I think it was that Kanai Benoit fumble that was really, really, really turned that game. I mean, the Ducks were obviously had a small lead, but they were driving down the field. They kind of had some momentum. It was kind of like, oh, wow, they could actually take – you know, an even bigger lead here, but you know that fumble—they returned it all the way down. Obviously, it got pushed back because of a 
because of a penalty, but at the same time, it just killed whatever momentum the Oregon offense had. And they were doing well against the best defense in the Pac-12. And then after that, it was just it was just all gone. So that, and then you know, you compound that with the punter with the Pettis punt return, and after that, it was kind of like okay, this one's probably going to get out of hand. Well, and, and what stuck out to me too was I believe you know our other writer Sean wrote about this after the game, but it was um it was big plays that killed that that killed Oregon. I mean, I think all like all five of of Washington's touchdowns came on plays of thirty yards or more. So. You know, it wasn't little things here or there. It wasn't so much Washington wearing down Oregon. It was just all of a sudden, boom, you know, 57-yard pass or 46-yard pass. And it was like, boom, Pennis with the with the punt return. I mean, it was just big plays back to back to back. And, like, that's frustrating, you know, when, you're, when your defense is playing well and, you know, you're, you're putting together, you know, a somewhat pretty good defensive game against, a, you know, one of the better teams of the conference. And then all, all of a sudden it's just like one play here, one play there, and, and you're down 21. Like, that's tough. Yeah, I mean it was it was pretty it was pretty backbreaking sometimes, and again just the de- the demoralizing part of that, you know you 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 kind of build you build, you know like the offense was building up, and then can I have been off fumbles, you know the defense you you get stops you limit and then all of a sudden there's this big play and there's nothing, you know then you're back to zero basically and you got to restart so the Ducks they they've got a week two technically to kind of regroup after that loss and just hit hit the final two weeks um sort of the theme of this you know buy is kind of a, a reset button sort of just saying like okay you know we we've got those 10 games behind us we've got a break we've got these final two games at home we're one win away from a bowl game which will be huge for this team especially for a lot of these young guys but the biggest thing right now and this bye week is just getting guys healthy, sort of always a great time to those little nagging injuries that players have throughout the year. They get to heal. But most importantly, Justin Herbert's left collarbone. That's another week that the they golden, can. The golden left collarbone. Yes. The, the season is on this left collarbone. Because, you know, it was kind of the lowest of lows with Braxton Burmeister at quarterback in terms of points scored Washington they only had three you know I can't remember the last time Oregon didn't have a touchdown in a game um, but you know the Oregon passing offense is now the worst in the Pac-12 um, the rushing offense is still second but you know when you're only running the ball <laughs> it's still pretty easy to it's still pretty easy to, to stop drives defensively so um, it all depends on Justin Herbert's left collarbone we've you know he's been throwing some some dimes uh, and, and some seeds, some some dimes in practice, but you know it all depends on whether he can take a hit uh, a week from now. And I think the the general vibe is that you know he he really could come back, and if he does come back, that's it shifts the entire momentum of these final two games, and especially for against an Arizona team that um, has been pretty hot of late. They're they're coming off. A loss, at least they had one last week against USC. But regardless, that's a big game, and they could clinch a bowl game, which, like I said, would be huge for this team. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it all kind of kind of rides on Herbert coming back. Which, uh, I mean, if I'm being frank, I think he will come back. I don't like what was the Tiger said this week that it was a six to eight week injury. I mean, we had a, we had a originally been kind of been you know like a not been told, but um, it was kind of assumed there was a four to six week injury. 
all of a sudden, Tigers are like, oh, six to eight, and this is week six, and next week is week seven, so you should be right. You know, it's it's back in that window. So, um, I mean, I like he Tiger was also saying too in the past couple weeks, you know, that he could have played. You know, he 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 could have played against Utah. Um, you know, I'm not sure how true that is, but he said he could have played at least. Uh, against Washington, he said that he wasn't close to playing. So it's like, who the who the heck actually knows what's what's going on, but. I think, you know, with what we've seen from him in practice, where he's thrown the ball a lot more, he, um, I mean, he looks healthy without getting hit, which is, of course, the big question mark, but, um, I mean, I, I'd slid him back to come back for Arizona, and with these last couple games, and with, you know, looking at how Oregon is, how good Oregon has been with him at quarterback, uh, I, I think they'd probably win their next two games, you know, if he comes back. Yeah, if he's back, I think they, they win those two games, and they're, even with Braxton Mermeister at quarterback, they're a significantly better team at home. I mean, they, they kind of handled Utah, and they still, like, never really passed the ball. I think Charles Nelson had the best throw uh, in that <laughs> Utah game. So if, if he comes back, they're a completely different offensive team. Um, they're, you know, they're extremely potent, and that helps the defense because the defense gets a lot of rest while their offense can and, – and they probably will be playing – with a lot of cushions, so they can be pretty aggressive. But it's a completely different team with Herbert at quarterback. Um, we saw it in the first, you know, four games of the season, and then, um, you know, these last six have kind of been, kind of we, we've kind of seen the value of a singular, you know, how valuable a quarterback is in football, especially um, when your backup is just a freshman. So I think if they win these two games, you know, not not necessarily. To, to, to kind of actually take this way far, even into like next year, I think a lot of people speculate that this team next year will kind of be a, you know, a dark horse, maybe Pac-12 champion candidate. But if you end the season with two wins, um, I'm going to... Seven and seven and they, five. Even with Braxton Burmeister at quarterback, they could beat Oregon State. I believe that. <laughs> I was going to say that but same I, thing too. But I do think that Herbert's probably definitely back by then. Um, but let's say he's back for Arizona... They go two and zero. They go to a bowl game. Um, you know, they're probably if Herbert's at quarterback, they're probably better than the team in that bowl game because you know they they played this entire season without him and and they're significantly better. So let's say they end three and zero. You know, this is a massive just momentum shift heading into next season, and then also just kind of gets what's kind of been a sour taste on you know sort of honestly just like an unfortunate taste in your mouth this season it completely shifts and the whole sort of narrative of this season, it ends on a good note. And so I think that's why this bye week is important because they can just reset. Let's go, you know, let's try and go one and zero, get that bowl game and then go, you know, two and zero, and just take huge amounts of momentum into the next year for Taggart and the rest of that team. And I mean, even if he doesn't come back or even if Herbert doesn't, doesn't return against Arizona, he like he'd be back for, for Oregon state at least. We we most likely I if would he's say. yeah if he's not back for Arizona then he would absolutely be back for Oregon State and that's just an automatic win even with Burmeister <laughs> so it's like oh yeah <laughs> I mean if there's any like if there's such a thing as like like as an automatic win it was either Southern it was Southern Utah or Oregon State so um, I mean yeah I mean again even if he doesn't come back for Arizona and they lose that game it's still they have Oregon State and then bowl game and then whatever happens yeah. happens. Yeah, who knows? Maybe a Foster Farms Bowl. I don't know. Yeah. Las Vegas Royal Royal. I'm hoping so. Royal Purple. so. I'm hoping for the Las Vegas Bowl. I want to pose a question uh, to you, Jack, too. Uh, so let's say Herbert. Let's say Herbert doesn't get injured. Let's say he doesn't doesn't get injured and he plays the entire season. Oh wow! 
Um, what a game we're about to play. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at Oregon's schedule, you know, they they lost to Washington State, lost to Stanford, lost to UCLA. Do you think they win any of those games with Herbert? Um, yeah. I, again, and <laughs> an extremely dangerous game to play. <laughs> um, and I, I still stand by a statement I made the entire season is this is a good home team and they're going to have a rough time on the road and they absolutely did with Burmeister at quarterback and I still think they would have with um Herbert but you know I look at that UCLA game you know I mean that was a tie game at halftime like I think that's one that they you know they definitely could have won I you know again it's so hard to say that they weren't stopping make a prediction they weren't stopping Stanford and Bryce Love regardless, so that one would have been tough. And then, you know, I think they could have upset Washington State as well, as we've seen Washington State's actually a team with a lot of holes. Um, and, you know, at the time they were pretty hot. What were they at the time? I think they were, you know, top ten maybe at the time. But, so, yeah. um, you know, it's proven that they've been a team that, that has a lot of issues and a team that Arizona actually went out and, kind of ran all over so i don't know what do you think us oh you, you didn't answer the question that was that that was an expert level dodging the question <laughs> there but i don't know i think i think they for sure be usually on the road i mean even 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 as a road team i mean you look at the road games they've had with herbert and you know the one bad one was arizona state and they still only lost that game by three so i mean i don't i don't know if i give as much credence to the to the they're they're a bad road team i think that arizona state kind of caught them on um kind of caught them a little underprepared uh, and kind of t- took advantage of that. And, I mean, again, you look at, you know, the other road games they've had. It was, you know, uh, Stanford, UCLA, and then Washington. Those were all with Burmeister, you know. Um, and then, you know, their wins, obviously, were, you know, against Wyoming. And, you know, Wyoming's whatever. We don't even know what Wyoming is at this point. But probably it's not very good. But, I mean, I don't know if I give as much, you know, I don't know if I think they're as much of a, of a bad road team as, as you do. But I think that they for sure beat UCLA. I mean, again, it was only a, you know, Two plus two and a half score game, uh, you know, on the road with Burmeister. So, you know, I think they probably take that one. I think the uh, the Stanford game is probably still a loss just because Bryce Love is just so freaking good. Um, and yeah, Wazoo, Wazoo. I don't, I don't know if they beat Wazoo, but um, you know, I mean, best, you know, best case scenario, I think they do. But just realistically, I think they probably only win one of those games. So what? They're seven and. Four. No, no, six and four right now. Going into, going into whatever you know, going into the last two games. So, I mean, I think that's realistic. Yeah, I mean that. You know, the over under on the season was eight wins, and, um, you know, they even if they go two and zero, they're at seven wins. So it's under. But you know, if you approach, kind of the expectation for the season was eight wins, and you end with seven, and you've basically half of them have had your backup quarterback, not only just a backup quarterback, but a freshman quarterback who, um, you know, a lot of people just expected would redshirt immediately. I, you know, that's a pretty, that's a pretty solid, uh, solid season. And, well, and also coming back from the four and eight season last year yeah. and being one of the worst teams. In, on and, and Taggart has said, you know, we still have an opportunity to double our win total and that's if they go two and zero and, and, and win a buy. So, there's still an opportunity for this team to, 
to double their win total from a season ago and to make a bowl game get you know 15 extra practices that's massive for a young team and and huge for uh seasons to come in the willie taggart era so that wraps it up for us um again jack butler gus morris and uh, you listen to the emerald football podcast you can Find us anywhere where you get podcasts. Um, we're there. iTunes, what what have you, we're there. You can also go to dailyemerald.com, and there's a nice tab alongside that has all of the Emerald podcasts, not just sports, not just our football podcasts, but all sorts of Emerald po- podcasts. You can click on them there, and um, we'll see you next week to uh, review the, the buy game. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> um, You got me there for a sec. I was like, what? <laughs> We'll be we'll be back next week. Um, we're, we're just gonna preview this uh, Arizona game. Actually, pretty good, pretty good Arizona team comes rolling into Otson. So we'll see you next week. Thank you.